It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening, bon weekend. It is The Rendezvous <laughs> with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bon weekend, bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Comment ça va? How are you? I am very well, and thank you. That is our French romantic. We are all about love, dating, romance, and relationships here on The Rendezvous. We would love to hear mm-hmm. from you tonight. If you need advice, if you want to comment on our topics, 855-905-8255. I want to jump right in, Simon. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of times on Instagram, people will post uh, memes, you know, topic ideas that we'll steal. Yeah. And we found one over the weekend. Um, it is... A comment by a doctor who is Mm -hmm. talking about relationships and how you conduct yourself in your relationships as an adult, your Mm -hmm. marriage, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. And she says, we can get an accurate picture of what we didn't get in our childhoods by looking at our complaints about our relationships. So if you're in a relationship where you feel neglected or something to that effect, maybe you were neglected in your childhood or how it relates to what you saw from your parents or what you were missing. Do you think that that's an accurate statement? I think so. I think all of us, whatever we lacked when we were little boys and girls uh, from our parents, we look for an adult's life to get something that you know we didn't get when we were little. I, I think that's a true statement. Do you think so too? Yeah, and if you're lacking that as a child and it happens when you're a grown-up in your relationship, it's more blaringly obvious oh, than yeah. it would be otherwise um, because that feeling is very real. It's very deep in your soul what you were missing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it just comes out in those ways. I want to talk more about that, and I also want to talk about how your parents did influence your relationship or the way you conduct yourself today, good or bad, when mm-hmm. we come back on The Rendezvous. Mm-hmm. With Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. Love dating, romance, relationships. And we're talking about your relationships now mm-hmm. and whether or not what you went through and, and saw as a child with your parents, maybe, affected how you conduct your relationships today, good or bad. Simon, your parents still married yeah. uh, in their 80s. Your father is 90 now? Just a 90. That's God amazing. God bless 90 them. years old. Yeah. For real. And they're happily married, always have been. Do you yeah. think that that has affected or influenced how you are in relationships, good or bad? Absolutely. I think this ideal marriage of my parents and their happiness, remember, I've never seen them fight once. I've never seen them raise their voice on each other, never once. I've wow. never seen any argument ever. Only calm and peace. Whatever they had, they dealt privately, but I've never seen it. So... I came to dating life and romance with this idealization that was like everybody was like that. And so I was not equipped for really the the normalcy that my parents never showed me, right? So it's like I haven't learned from them anything, but everything is always calm, easy, and respectful. So do you feel like maybe you were missing conflict resolution? Like maybe if you saw your parents fight and then saw them come out of it and how they worked through it, it might have been more helpful? It would have been very helpful because I would have learned. Also, I think that my mother has a love that is with my dad so pure and she gave me the same that sense. So it's too ideal. I always said to them, I said, you showed me something that that's yours and God bless, but it's never going to be mine. Yeah. So everything will suffer by comparison. You're comparing. Well said. Everything 
has suffered by comparison. And with my, my therapist, I've learned in the last years to separate totally what my love life will be and is and theirs. Not ever to say, I'm going to find somebody like my mom or they can be like my parents because it's not true. It's just their story, not mine. And How about you, Im- Angie? Not you why. Come- I come from a very like crazy yeah. divorce family. My mom was in a horrible relationships my entire youth. All I saw was yeah. drama. Her second husband, like it was bad. Um, they were an example of what not to do, I feel like. And <laughs> okay. so once I found somebody that I was very healthy with in a relationship, mm-hmm. to me, it was sort of giving me everything that I missed when I was young. I never saw those examples. And I maybe on the flip side of it, because yours was so ideal, mm-hmm. uh, um, mine was so not ideal, that maybe, I don't know, I get really worried if there's any arguments because I feel like it's all going to fall apart. So I, I'm like so scared all the time that if there's a fight, that it's the end, that somebody's going somewhere, that I'm going to get divorced. Because, so I hang on tight. You've seen it, you've lived it, and you have right. to suffer the consequences of it. Right. So I see what you mean. So if any argument starts, you, you, you think it's going to explode because I've seen it explode when I was younger. It's interesting. While talking about this, I realized that you and I kind of have the same problem. We didn't see healthy examples of healthy disagreements and healthy ways to fix them. And That's so true. We haven't it, learned. Yeah, it's affected us in very different ways, but it's kind of the same problem. So I want to know. That's true. Yeah, you know, we did a poll on our rendezvous. It's Simon and Angie on yep. Twitter and on all our platforms about do you like being married? Sixty nine percent said yes. Thirty one percent said no. And I wonder if this plays into it. And I want to find out from our listeners how has yeah. your parents and your influence and your examples of relationships affected how you conduct yourself today. All right. So let's Mm -hmm. take some calls. 855-905-8255. We'll get to those comments next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Did your parents play a part, the relationships you saw growing up, and how you conduct yourself in your relationships today? Let's mm-hmm. go to the line right now. Oakwood, Texas, Mix 104.7. Here is Athena. Hi, Athena. Bonjour. Hi. What is your comment on this topic? Well, my parents have actually married and divorced each other three different times. <laughs> so wow. it made me realize that my reactions in any relationship are a flight. Like I want to run as soon as anything gets wrong. But to have a real marriage, I have to overcome that so I can have stability and consistency. It's interesting you say that my husband, his parents also married and divorced twice. And when you're a kid, you know, all you want is your parents together. And so every time they get back together, you know, they would promise him, we promise we're never getting divorced again. And then it would happen again. And so yeah. I understand that you have an abandonment thing that probably happens. One of the greatest things when my husband and I were dating, the first big fight we had, he told me, I'm not going anywhere. Even when he was so mad at me, he's like, I just want you to know I'm not going anywhere. And to me, that was the biggest comfort in the world because I also have that abandonment thing as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you find a partner that can really understand that that's a soft spot for you, a sore subject for you, and sort of play to that, even if you are going through a really rough patch, that's important. I think that what Jason did is an extraordinary insight for all of us men. I mean, really an inspiring statement I've it never is. heard somebody says that 
And so I think that story is extraordinary and a, and a life lesson, really. It was important on so many levels because it also allowed me to still be mad about whatever we were fighting about and just know that we were going to figure it out one way or another. It might be right. tonight. It might be next week. But just to know that he wasn't going anywhere was the greatest thing ever. Um, Athena, thank you so much for your call. We're going to talk more about how your relationships have affected you next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Your parents fighting, we have discovered, how your parents resolved conflict in their own marriage really affects Mm -hmm. Your own relationships. Simon, your parents never fought. My parents fought all the time. We have issues with security when fighting is going on. Mm -hmm. You you have the thing like, this is not normal for me. I have the thing where it is normal for me, but I'm still scared. There's yeah. a, you know, a divorce is pending. And our producer, Jill, hi, Jill, hi. was talking uh, about hi, y- you grew up like me where your parents were fighting a lot. And what has that done in your relationships? Well, there was just a lot of bickering and like picking on each other. And it just made me feel like marriage isn't for me. Because, because I saw that for me, marriage was two people stuck together that are fighting all the time. And so did you also, I wonder, because some people, when they grew up that way, feel like, they're not in a relationship unless there's some fighting. Like, well, if you're not, you know, you must not love me if you're not jealous or if you don't want to fight or whatever it is because Mm -hmm. it's all they ever saw. Did you ever feel that way or do you? I think for me, I feel like fighting, it's like normalized for me, which is kind of weird. Like my boyfriend who I have on and off, he came from a house where there was no fighting. So he doesn't think it's normal. I think it is normal. It actually scares me when he points out how I'm acting because I think it's like my mom and dad. Right. So that so pushes me away. This is the like you and Simon are dating, oh. basically. <laughs> but but how do you relate to, you said my mom and dad, do you relate to her? Like you think you like her or yes. you are more like him? I'm definitely like my mom. You okay. are like your mom. That's an interesting topic. And I also want to know when we come back, Simon, I want to go here. Who do you identify with, mom or dad, in relationships, and how and why? Who are you as an adult? Are you your mom Great or question. are you your dad? That's Great next question. on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We're talking about, it's crazy, we're blending our parents into our relationships right now. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about who are you in your relationship Currently, are you your mom or are you you your dad? If you think about your parents and, you know, maybe they weren't both present in your life, but whatever relationship you saw growing up, who are you in that? Our producer Jill was saying her parents fought a lot. They would bicker a lot. Mm -hmm. And Simon, you asked a great question. Do you identify with your mom in that or your dad? Which one are you? She said she's her mom. Mm I'm definitely, I feel like I'm a little bit of both. Like my father, as much as my mom and dad, you know, fought, I mean, they divorced, but he was very like, just wanting to have fun all the time. Like loosey goosey, like anything goes, there's a part of me that's that. But Mm -hmm. in the fighting part, I am definitely my mom. I will pick and I will pick and pick and try to hurt you and, you know, like get that mic drop moment during an argument where I am so right. There's nothing you could say that would like make this better for you. I won. Like trying to win an argument is very much my mom instead of trying to fix it. So you remember seeing your mom doing that to your father? Yes. It was always trying to win an argument. So in arguing... They were never like trying to fix it or like, how do we resolve this? How do we make it better? It was somebody had to win. a. Con- it was like winning a contest. That's so, Simon, 
in relationships, do you feel like you're your mother or your father? I think I'm my dad in the way in the non-argument ever. So that's really much the way my dad treats my mom. Do you feel like taking the I'm not fighting with you approach is dismissive? Because what if you are in a place where whoever you're with has a valid complaint or a valid Mm -hmm. feeling? I feel like saying I'm not arguing is you could be misconstrued as dismissive to someone. It's a big problem in my case because whatever they did argue, it was never in front of us ever once. Never. So like it went outside of my education, my childhood. I've never seen it. So if somebody tries to argue with me, it's so foreign that I just, I, I block. I don't, my mind has to learn the process to argue and counter argue. You don't want to hear it. No, I don't want to go there. Not that right. I'm afraid of divorce or separation because my parents have been together. It's just, it's like something I have never learned, Angie. Mm. And it's missing in my tools to love and to have a normal relationship when you don't know how to argue because your parents are still together, never argue in front of you. So when somebody tries with me, I am at lost at words. I'll be honest with you. I uh, went to a therapy session with my daughter. She's 13. Mm -hmm. She's a teenager. You know, we're talking about her feelings a lot lately. One of the things she said that bothered her at home was that she's heard Jason and I have arguments And I can maybe count on one hand in the almost seven years we've been together that Jason and I have had an argument where maybe our daughter was present. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it made me feel very, very bad because I remember how I felt when my parents were arguing. It was scary Mm -hmm. as a kid. Um, However, those arguments were violent and very different. I mean, my husband and I will get loud sometimes, but it made her really uncomfortable. And so now I find myself sort of tiptoeing if I am mad and making sure I don't. But I don't know if that's healthy either because of what you're saying. I I would like to set an example of, okay, we're we're angry with each other. This is the problem. And then we're going to be okay and everything's okay so that she can see healthy resolution. Right, so I'm the extreme, right? Um, maybe there's time where, as parents, you decide this conversation is just not for her to listen to. This right. argument is just too much at 13 to hear. And some right. others, she can stand by and learn from us. It's like, right. I guess, yeah, because I don't, I don't believe like doing everything behind closed doors is healthy either. It brings an unknown for your kids like me. Then yeah. it's like a key I'm missing. You need conflict um, resolution skills. Yeah, as a kid. you need to learn how. So right I'm learning with my therapist. I mean, that's how I do it now. We grow, we learn, and we love, right? So voilà. when we come yeah. back, let's do something more fun. Yes. Okay, this has been a little heavy. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to go to an email that came into simonandangie.com and play our favorite game, Date or, or dump. dump. We will be the judges next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. Love dating, romance, relationships. We are here to help you out, your besties, Mm -hmm. in this love game. Yes. Mm -hmm. Simon, I want to go to an email we got at simonandangie.com. This is date or dump. Dump. We're going to help out our guy, Andrew, listening in Tampa, Florida on Mix 100.7. Wants to know if he should stay with his girl or dump her. He said, I went on a first date with a woman and it went great. Took her to a really nice restaurant. We had a nice time talking, just getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. All was well until the waiter came with the check. In front of the waiter, she asked me if she could order another meal to go because the food was so good. I said, sure, because I thought she just wanted to order a meal to go that she would pay for, right? But mm-hmm. no. 
That wasn't the case. When her to-go <laughs> meal came, the waiter handed me the new check with the extra meal on it, and she didn't even offer to pay. I don't know if I should go out with her again. Would you guys date or dump this girl? Simon, that is a little presumptuous, if you ask me. Um <laughs> I feel like there was a, a way that she should have done this that would have been better. And yeah. I'm going to present that way to you, Simon. Okay. And you tell me if that would fly. Okay? Okay. okay. When we come back, this date or dub, we will get to Andrew's question next on The Rendezvous. Thanks for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We had an email from Andrew, our date or dump. They mm-hmm. came in to simonandangie.com. Simon, he said he went on a first date with a girl. She was great, had a great time. At the end of the date, the waiter comes and she says, can I get this meal again to go? Because she loved the meal so much. However, the waiter just tacked it on to the bill and Andrew thought she would maybe offer to yeah. pay nothing. And now he's yeah. kind of rubbed the wrong way. What do you think about that? So I use that that phrase from my grandfather, Marcel, a very wise man who said, in life, in love, in relationship, use, but don't abuse. So Andrew got in a situation where he invites on the first date, which I think is cool, uh, thinking he's going to pay for the meal. And then she took the step of abuse, which means, hey, sucker, how about you buy me this extra, which is really a shame. And even though, you know, I'm a big romance man, I, this one just rubs me the wrong way, Angie. Yeah. I, I get mad. I've been in his shoes. I've had a woman <laughs> ask me if she could bring another bottle of champagne back to her house and, and then oh, without wow. me. So like, you know, like, I want to have some drinks at home when you're not there. Exactly. And you're going to pay and for it. And I paid it. for it because I'm a sucker. So Okay. Let me ask you this, Simon. If yeah. the woman that, you know, you were on a date with that yeah. ordered an extra bottle of champagne... If she would have said, oh, no, no, I'm paying for that, would you have insisted on paying for it or would you have let her pay for it? Uh, I think, I I would think have the gesture makes a difference. Yeah, See? It, it makes a big difference. I'm betting Andrew, since he liked her, he would have said, oh, I'll get that one too. But she didn't even offer that up. And it seemed like she was taking advantage, like you said. It was abuse. Yeah. I've been there. and Don't treat people like suckers. You right. Know? So your final word is date or dump. It's dump 100%. Dump. What's yours, dump. Angie? I agree. Dump. I agree with you, dump. She was taking advantage. Man, Don't be oh taken man. advantage of. And if you show it on the first date, that's just a sign of things to come, I think. So, <laughs> Simon, sure. I want to take some calls, uh, yeah. comments, please. When we come back, 855-905-8255. What is on your mind with love tonight? We are here for you next on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. Love dating, romance, relationships. What is going on in your love life? Do you need help? That's what Mm -hmm. we're here for, Simon. That's right. That's us. And we're taking calls right now. 855-905-8255. I want to pick up the line right now. We have a call listening in St. Petersburg, Florida on Mix 100.7. Here's Nate. Hi, Nate. Bonjour. Hi. Love your show. Thank Thank you, you, Nate. Nate. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? So I've been dating my girlfriend for about seven to eight months now. And things are going really well. In fact, so well that I'm starting to think maybe we could move in together, right? Nice. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that she lives with her sister, and her sister and her are best friends, practically inseparable. And the only way is if the sister comes along, too. Why? What What reason is she giving for that? Is it just because they're so close, or is there a financial yeah, reason? they're best friends. You know, they've lived together okay. for four or five years now. And if I were to move in with my girlfriend, I'm now leaving her sister out 
defend well, for yeah, itself. That's okay. <laughs> so I, I mean, I mean we're, we're all adults here. It's not like, you know, they're right. young women, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I love my best friend to death, but if my boyfriend, like, of eight months was you know, going to this next step of I want to move in with you, I wouldn't say oh, Elizabeth has to move in too. And and quite frankly, I would want the alone time with my boyfriend in our new of apartments. Course. Simon, what do you think that he should do here? Nate, I mean, you know, and Angie just said we are all adults. The only one who's not acting like an adult, Nate, is your girlfriend, right? Because, like, we all learn, like, I have a brother and a sister. I love them to death. But at one point, I left the house, went to live on my own. I love my parents. But at one point, I left the house and left my parents behind and then so on. So I think that it's not acceptable for you ever to think that uh, somebody will bring their brother or sister or best friend moving in with you, it'd be like... Being, it it's sounds a codependent, thing. no? There's yeah, something... It, why, totally. why, are, why can they not be apart from each other? Right. Have you told her I'm not down with that? Well, I mean, they kind of haven't really given an answer yet. You know, I said I'd think about it, but, you know, I'm listening to you guys and... I think I just maybe got to stick up for myself a little bit more than. <laughs> well, you <laughs> like, know what? It's not even sticking up for yourself, Nate. It's sticking up for your relationship. And yeah. the fact that she even said that I would need to move my sister into makes me nervous that A, she's not ready to move in with you because she doesn't trust that, you know, the two of you together is is good enough and she needs a buffer or something like you know it's like kind of going on a date with somebody for the first time and you got to bring along your best friend because you don't know how it's going to go for safety or for whatever i'm wondering why it's so important if there's no medical or financial or whatever reason that she needs her sister to be there yeah i mean the, the sister is a friend of mine too like of course that and I that's great like yep. sister yeah yeah nate i will add this it's a bit cruel but it's probably real that she's not 110% in love with you. Because I believe that if somebody is 100% in, that question of bringing the sister in will not come up. That's exactly what I was trying to say, and you just kind of like said it in a more direct way. Like, the, what's going on with her that she yeah. can't, like, wh she's, why is she so scared? She needs more her sister than she needs Nate. That's right. what she just said to you, Nate. There you, know, you go. She needs she, her sister more. So I would keep on dating for now, and I would not ask her to move in at all. I know yeah. you want that, Nate, See but she's not goes. ready for it. It has to come from her. She has to say, I can't wait to move in with you, Nate, because I love you, and not even bring the sister for as long as it's I not the case. I would light my sister on fire to go move in with my boyfriend <laughs> before yeah. I would insist that she right. come live with us. I mean, yeah. that's supposed to be the next. This is a big step in a relationship, and it's going to be more intimate. It's going to be closer. You guys are you know, playing house. And so if there's no need, if, like I said, if it's not an emergency, if it's not like a financial thing, Honestly, either say no or, you know, say dig no. deeper and find out what the dependency is here. Yeah. You want to I mean, like. I think it, it would be like a temporary thing, you know. Um, and I don't then know. if you're okay with temporary, you have to discuss parameters of temporary and make sure it really is no. and have an agreement. Don't do it, though, Angie. Okay. All or nothing when it comes to love. All not or nothing. The, not the sister, the brother, wow. the cousins. Yes. And All right. you're, you're ready to jump <laughs> okay. in with both feet and she's ready to only dip a toe. You know what I mean? That's it. Uh -huh. Think long and hard and have that conversation and I really stand up for yourself, okay? Okay. All right. Good luck. Let Good us luck know how you. that goes. Thanks, you guys. You guys always say brilliant things. So I don't know. If, <laughs> do what we things I need to hear, so I appreciate okay, it. Brilliant. Good luck save to you. That have little a good night. Yeah. snippet of audio and play that back whenever I argue with my husband. I'm brilliant. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Thanks, Nate. More rendezvous with Simon and Angie. More love dating romance. And we're going to go to uh, some Twitter questions, Simon, that we yes. got at Simon and Angie on Twitter next.
You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us. Love dating, romance, relationships. Simon and Angie on all our social platforms, too. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Simon Mm -hmm. Marcel. Andy um, Taylor. Somebody I know had a tweet the other day on Twitter, and I want to ask you this. Mm -hmm. So what's more romantic, getting flowers from your man or your man surprising you with a full tank of gas? What would you think, Simon? You know what? Both are romantic. Both are gesture of want to bring you know some happiness You're thinking or some, of someone. Yeah, positive. I like You're both. Trying I'm to not, make their day better. I mean, the cliche what? would be the flowers. Obviously, gasoline versus flowers. I mean, flowers smells better than gasoline. So that. But if you think about it, I maybe love the smell more... of gasoline. By the way, I'm a weirdo. You do? Okay. Yeah. I if I spill a little on my hands while I'm pumping gas, I'm like. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm a weirdo. Well. But one is practical, the gas. One is practical, and the other one is representative. One is an illustration of your feelings, the the flowers, you know, the glowing of the flowers, the colors, the smell. Uh, It's very romantic from the beginning Uh of time. Man offers that loved one. So I can't decide which one is more romantic. I think they're equally romantic. It depends, because little things can be romantic, even if they're not traditionally romantic. I love getting flowers from my husband. I would love if he did the dishes, too. To me, that is romance, honey. It's the attention that makes the gesture romantic. Whether it's pumping gas, flowers, or buying chocolate for your mate. You're thinking of your mate. I love that. All right. When we come back, Simon, one of our co-workers here in Chicago on our Uh floor in our little family of iHeart has a question for us. And I can't wait. I love it when our co-workers have questions because they're always the meatiest ones. So we got a text that said, oh, my gosh, do I have a topic for you for the rendezvous? I'm like, get your booty in here. Let's go. That's next on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. We are all about love, dating, romance, relationships. Simon Marcel. Angie Taylor. Uh, our co-worker, Alabama. Hello. From Big 95.5, the country station here in <laughs> Chicago. The best country uh, station ta- in Chicago. Yes. Thank you. The only That's one, it. really. That's it's the it. only one that matters. It's the only one that matters. You well, should only listen to that. That's right. Well, we, when we get a text from a co-worker that says, oh my gosh, I have a topic for you and Simon, please come on in. So Alabama, we're oh dying my gosh. to know. So I have gone on like six dates with this guy. We met online and I found out this past week, he completely lied to me about what his name was. Not even Wait. just the wrong last name, but a completely different name. I mean, what it was. Exactly. So you met him online. Yes. And they don't do last names on online dating. No. So you, six dates, and then you, he told you a last name? Well, yes. And he, so the name that I knew him as was mm-hmm. Brad, but his real name was definitely not Brad. Oh, so he wasn't even first name real. No, not even the first name real, like completely first and last name. So he popped up on my Facebook as a suggestion of people you may know. And, and I was like, like, who's this dude? Who's this guy using Brad's photo? And I look and it's him. So I confronted him about it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, because yes. we have to take a break. And this is what we call a cliffhanger, honey. Oh, my goodness. I need to know. Simon, we need to know. Listeners, you need to know what Brad really is, who he is, and how you reacted, Alabama. All right. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to find out. That's next with Alabama and Simon and Angie on The Rendezvous. 
I know you're still here. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. The reason I know mm-hmm. that is because Simon and I have our coworker Alabama in the studio with us tonight because she sent us a text. Alabama works over at Big 95 here in Chicago, comes in and says, oh, my God, I have a topic for you. Hi, Alabama. Hi. To Hi. recap, says, I've been dating online, met a guy, went on six dates with the guy. Thought his first and last name were completely different. Got a Facebook request from some guy who I thought was using his picture. And he has a different name. A completely different name. So what did you say to him? I confronted him about it. I was like, is Brad your real name? And then he said no. And he went on this whole story about why he lied. And I'm like, why would you even do this? He said he did it to protect himself because he owns his own business. And Mm -hmm. he said he's met crazy people online. And he's... Haven't we all? I know. And he was like, well, I'm trying to protect my money because he's got a lot of money or whatever. And all of that. And he goes, well, I just... I had to make sure that you weren't crazy first. But we had spent... Like, I had spent the night... Six dates. Six dates in like a month. I had spent the night with him. You ooh la la. There was ooh la la. Yes. Simon, what is this guy really doing to Alabama? Please, please let us in. Before I answer that, I have a quick question. Any red flags or six dates, ooh la la, nights, and you've never perceived an intuition something was off? You know, I kind of did. I wondered if he had <laughs> lied to me about his name because I noticed this, both of our dates when we would go get coffee, a few of our coffee dates, he would be like, oh, you go get a table while I buy it. Why I why get, would he while do I that? Go get our call, so that I wouldn't hear his name when they well, call his name. Well, why would he use his fake name then? If you're going to fake your name, they don't get it right anyway. I don't know. But Simon had a good point here. Aside from the name, was there anything else that seemed off? No, he was super charming and just very... I it don't, seemed so fine. Simon, he's saying that it's his business and his money he's protecting. Simon, you have a business. Like, mm-hmm. do you give fake names? Why would somebody do that? He's not protecting himself. He's protecting either another woman or he's protecting a secret. It's not or a, a li- it, another life, a another lie. woman. Yeah. He's protecting another lie, Alabama. He's, I don't think it's just about his name. I think it's somebody who's hiding something else, and it's probably yeah. hi- hiding someone else. Oh maybe the goodness. feelings, maybe not the divorce. I don't know the story, but there, he's protecting not even just himself, not the money. That's not true. It's the no, surface. No, that's all. That's all Boom. him, like you know, peacocking, like oh, I have this money, yeah. I have this. I feel like right. he's not even supposed to be online dating, which is why he's using fake names. So there's something else going on. There's another life here. Okay. There's someone else somewhere. There's someone else. He's protecting oh. Alabama. Something else. You that know? makes me feel so creepy. Maybe he's a. You know, it could be someone else. He could be if he used his real name. You could. You know, everybody googles people before they date them right right so you could find out he's a criminal who knows what the past is but there's something else here alabama do you still like him do you how does your heart feel about him i was very conflicted i feel really especially since he lied to me it almost feels a little violating it feels obviously a a lie is a violation but are you going to go out with him again I don't know. Oh, Oh, that's what I was trying to figure out. Ah, Alabama, yes, you you are. The ooh-la-la was good, Simon. It was good. (laughs) You know it. You know know it, it, Angie. Why else would you stay? I mean, if the ooh-la-la was whack and if you didn't like him, you'd be out. Exactly. That would give you your out. But don't. Maybe maybe Alabama, I see one way constructive and to have a talk, um, and I know you're also in therapy, Alabama, so you know how to do those talks where you ask all the questions at coffee. And before to do any more ooh steps or anything, just it's time for the real thing to happen. Maybe he comes clean and then Lay you it decide it's table, fine. Right? Or 
it doesn't come clean and keeps lying, and then you have to stop. But I, I would like you to have a great conversation and just lay all the questions. Why? What happened? Who is he hiding? Why? And then follow your intuition and protect yourself. Yeah, I all agree. Right. I agree a thousand percent with Simon, but this is what we're going to do. When we're off the air, I'm going to find out his real name. And okay. Simon and I are going to do some private investigative digging. Some digging. We're going to, we're going to be on the yeah. Google. We're going to be on the <laughs> Ask Jeeves. We're going to be on the whatever <laughs> it takes to find out who this imposter is. Because right. who knows? And we, we want you to be safe. Thank you. Please. All right. All right. More of The Rendezvous when we come back. Thanks so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie, your love, dating, romance, relationship headquarters. Mm -hmm. If you missed any of the show, please check out simonandangie.com. Our podcast is there. We had a great show. We talked about how your childhood shapes your relationships, how you behave in your relationships, and how you view everything. I mean, it's amazing how much your childhood shapes the way you treat your partners. And then also we had our coworker Alabama's date uh, that she met online, who lied about his name. And, and everything then, else. Everything. And then we've talked about what's more romantic, your partner getting you flowers or filling up your gas tank, which was off a tweet that came into Simon and Angie on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's where your Simon Says came in. Thanks, Angie. I said it is the intention that makes the gesture romantic. It is your intention when you give something to someone that makes it romantic because you want to make the person happy. Whether it's your partner, your wife, your boyfriend, your husband, whoever you love. The intention is yeah, either be- to make the person feel really special or not. Yeah, it's not just one cliche or the other. There you go. Because pumping gas for someone and filling up their tank, while it might not be traditionally romantic, it seems a little bit more practical, can mm-hmm. be very romantic if you've had a long day and you don't feel like going to the gas station and somebody took the time to think of you and they want you to rest and be happy. And I got this. I took it off your plate. It's one less thing you have to do. To me, that's romance. Absolutely. Taking care of somebody else is, is yes. always romantic. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Simon. Always You're with welcome. your wisdom. If you miss any Simon says uh, or maybe you just love the Simon says you want to print it out and stick it up in your cubicle mm-hmm. at work or, or you know paste them on the mirror for your your significant other to see and drop a hint to them you can right. always find those Simon and and on Instagram Twitter Facebook Simon and Angie thank you so much for being with us tonight until tomorrow more rendezvous then and tonight good night Bonne nuit Angie Bonne nuit Simon The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.